welcome to church. Welcome everybody to church. The uh, everyone on um, on live, everyone on the ground, and those in the virtual version. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God. Welcome to church, and may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. I've got the privilege to bring the word of God to us today, and I pray that the Lord will give us understanding, every one of us, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Children, we are here. We are here, and I want everybody quiet. Is that a deal? After the service, we'll go downstairs. We'll have something together, okay? Okay? Let's be good. Thank you. Today, I've got the privilege to bring us the word of God, and it appears it is the end of the series. Sir? It's the penultimate end to this series. And today... I'll be, we'll be looking into the word of God um, regarding prospered by divine exchange. Prospered by divine exchange. Everybody put your hands together for the Lord. Be excited. Put your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Divine exchange. Like the meaning, like, like the word is divine exchange. We're talking about divine now. We're talking about supernatural. God, the power of God, and exchange. In this, in, in this regard, this exchange is between two. One has got nothing really to offer, but God decides to be that one that does the exchange. Because between man and God, in ourselves, we don't have anything to offer God. We are haters of God naturally. Woman being hates God. Why? Because of the, the, the contamination of the, enemy, of the enemy in the life of man. So naturally, human beings hate God. But Christ came to do something for us. And that's what we'll be looking at today in the name of Jesus. From where we look at, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 2, 21. It says, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. Second Corinthians 5.21, it says, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. Okay, from where we read in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 8, 9. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 2 Corinthians, thank you. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, for you know, for you know the grace of God. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that true, though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. This is from where we read this morning. For you know the grace of God. For you know the grace of God. This is Paul talking to the um, Corinthian church regarding their giving. But he says, he reminded them again, saying, for you know the grace of God. We know that Christ came, he died for us, he forgave our sins, he, he saved us from our causes, he brought us blessing. Yeah. That's why, you know, from where, we first, where I first looked at, at 2 Corinthians 5.21, where it says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. You know, the issue of prosperity is quite very touchy. 
you have some people who don't believe that a Christian should be rich or is it, 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 this prosperity we are talking about is, is something of the future. But today we'll see that we'll establish it again. It is here and now and it's for the future. And the Lord bring us to that experience in the name of Jesus. It is established, taught John 2, that you may prosper as your spirit prospers. That you may prosper as your spirit prosper. Spirit, soul, and body. The Lord wants you to prosper spirit, soul, and body. One, that is established. And again from Psalm 32 verse 27, God delights in your prosperity. He has pleasure in your prosperity. The Lord wants to see you prosper. So that's clear. The Lord wants you to be a blessing. He wants you to, uh, to meet the need of the, of the poor. He wants you to, to respond appropriately when you see a need. So the, you should know that the Lord wants you to be blessed. The Lord wants to establish covenant with you. You, you get that clear. That is why he wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. That is why he brought this divine exchange. So that you are able to be a blessing. He wants to establish covenant with you. He wants you to be able to respond to the needy. He wants you to be able to do, have capacity to do his work in, 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 in all its ramification. We see in the Bible where God blessed a lot of people. David said in 1 Chronicles 29, 12, he said, For, rich, for well, honor and wealth belongs to God. Honor and wealth belongs to God. And we, we have the experience in the, in the Old Testament where he, he blessed Abraham. We are told that Abraham was blessed. Blessed with livestock, blessed in gold, blessed in money, in all, blessed in every ramification. We saw that Jacob, in Genesis 30, the Lord blessed him. Jacob was a rich man, was a wealthy person. We saw in, in, in Joseph, Joseph, God blessed him. He was a blessed man as well. Last the week before, we heard about Solomon, how God blessed him. God blessed him a lot. And so, God wants to bless you and I. God wants to bless you and I. Say to your neighbor, God wants to bless you and I. You need to say it like you mean it. God wants to bless you and I. There's something the Bible called, it said, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. What God has in stock for them that love him. What God has in stock for them that love him. So, you know, let that be settled in you. Let that be settled in you that God wants to bless you. Okay, I'll give you another point again. Why God wants to why God wants to bless you. Let's look at Deuteronomy 12, 12, uh, 12 uh, 20, uh, 28 verse 12. Okay, if you read with me, let's read everyone. Come on, let's read now. One to go. Is, does that sound right? Is it, is it, yeah, it does that sound right? He wants to bless you. He wants to make you the head and not the tail. Have you heard, I owe, I owe, I must go. I owe, I owe, I must go. 
A lot of us are doing I O I O. I must go. You can't rest. You got, must go to work, whether you like it or not. You must go to work because you owe, you owe, you must go. The Bible says the lender is a servant to the borrower. The borrower is a servant to the lender. God, he says, and you, I will make you the head and not the tail. The Lord wants to put you in the place of advantage. This is his intention. He wants you to be in the place of advantage. You'll be the head and not the tail. So he wants you to be in a position where, if, if, as long as, as long as, like, as many of us have got mortgages, we are servant to the bank. Until that house is exchanged and become your own, you are servant to that. God does not want that. But however, right now, however it is, the Lord's intention is to bring you out of that place and bring you to the place where you experience his grace and you are indeed a blessing in the name of Jesus. It's not, it, it's not mocking. He said his word he has exalted above his name. By two of things, it's impossible for God to lie. This is his intention. He said, we'll open the treasures of heaven. Okay. We're talking about riches here. It says, from where we read in 2 Corinthians 8, it says, for you know that riches, he was rich. The richness we are talking about is, is about the richness of Christ. The Bible says, in him dwells, in him are hidden, hidden treasure. In Christ are hidden treasure of wisdom and of knowledge. The Bible says in Christ is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything, everything. Remember, David said, wealth and honor belongs to him. And God wants you to share in this. He wants you to share. You know, we're talking about the irresistible wealth of God. The irresistible uh, riches. The Bible calls it unsearchable riches. We're talking about divine exchange now. And he wants you to be a partaker of his divine nature. Irresistible riches. Inexhaustible. Wealth that cannot be, complete, that cannot be explored. Over, over the limit. This is the richness of God we're talking about. And this is what he says he wants you, he has come so that you can be a partaker of it. And we'll see how that will happen today in the name of Jesus. The unsearchable riches of Christ is the glory of God, is the truth of God, is the love of God, is the life of God, is the love of God and the knowledge of God. Let's look at where we read 2, Timothy, uh, 2, Peter, verse, uh, 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. He said, let's read together. One three. By his, as his divine power has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Who has called us. By his divine, by his divine power. We did not call ourselves. He said, you have not called me. I chose you. God chose you and I. He said, I called you. He said, by his divine power, he has given us all things. All things mean all things, not some things. All things means all things. He said, pertaining to life, that is, pertaining to living life. Pertaining to living life. 
He's the one that gave us family, our natural family, our spiritual family. He, everything that has got to do with living life. We need money to live life. Okay? We need, we, 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 we need money to live life. He knows that. So by him, he says, verse 4 says, by which have been given to us exceeding greatness and precious promises. John 10, 10. John 10, 10 say, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Say it if, you come, if you're confident now. John 10, 10, I say, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly, more abundantly, more to overflow, more to overflow to, no, to, more to overflow in the name of Jesus. More to overflow. He said, by him he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceeding, he said to us who believe, from where we read from beginning, from the verse 1, he said, for us, he says, and from the verse 1, it says, To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and Savior, grace and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of Him. For us who believe, this, who have accepted this precious faith, it is precious. Hallelujah. Because John 10, 10 is the promise to us. He said, I have come. I, I, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Not have it for lack. Not have it for poverty. He has come that we may exchange his riches, that he may exchange our poverty, our poorness with his riches. And may, that, may we continue to experience that exchange in the name of Jesus. In Christ, he says, that he did all treasure and wisdom and the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. However, there's something here. There's something the Bible in John 15 talks about abiding. Abiding. It takes to abide, to enjoy this, this exchange. Sometimes Christians of don't believe God for his word. They're in doubt. Of course, because of the presenting circumstance. They're in doubt. But he says, this is what I've come for. This is why I have come. And Jesus says, to abide in him. If you look at John, uh, John 15, he says, for to abide in me, to abide in Christ is to live for Christ. To abide in Christ is to live for Christ. Is to, be, is, to have, is to have our being in him. Is to live in him and to have our being in him. To abide in Christ. It says, if my word abides in you and you abide in me. If you obey my word. Whatever you ask, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. We had a scenario in the Bible where people were following Jesus. And those people were following Jesus. Now you can find that in um, John chapter 6. People were following Jesus after the miracle of the bread. 
He, they were following him and now said to them, why are you following me? And after that, the people started following him. He said, I know why you are following me. You are following me because I gave you bread yesterday. But you know what? He encouraged the people to not labor. To not labor. John chapter 6 verse 27, if I can have that. 627. He said, do not labor for food that perish. Everybody, let's read one to go. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but the food that endures to eternal life, with which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, God the Father has set this seal. Do not labor. Do not labor for what, you know, for the food that perish. We have this up and down, up and down, trying to eat and drink and clothe and shelter. The Bible says, Jesus Christ says, I know your father in heaven know this. He said, do not worry about them. He said, do not worry about what to wear. Do not worry about what to eat. Do not worry about anything. He said, do not worry. He says, do not worry. And then in, in Isaiah 55, let's see what he says there. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, we'll be reading verse 1 to 2. Everybody read, 1 to go. Oh, everyone who blessed, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And verse 2 now say, Why do you spend your money? Let's read now. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread? The wages for what is not satisfied. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. I am come that you may have life and have it abundantly. He said, let your soul delight in abundance. Jesus Christ is the abundance we, are, we have. He is the only one that satisfies. He says, delight yourself in the abundance. How many of us still love the Lord? It says, do not spend your time, do not spend your energy in the things that perish. It came that we, may, that we will have a divine exchange with his riches. We're coming there, we're going somewhere. It says, and you, we, we've been hearing from this house, this is our year of restful increase. In Hebrews chapter 4, we're told that there remained a rest. There remained a rest for the people of God. There remained a rest. Everyone who knows this now ceases from their own work. Are we saying now that we are not to work? Are we saying now that we should not work hard? That is not the case. He said, there remained a rest for the people of God. And if we know this, we'll cease. We'll cease from our own work. Hallelujah. There he says, you know, because... In him lays all the hidden treasure. This kingdom, we're talking about the kingdom of God here now. We're talking about the divine exchange, what he has come to do. He said the kingdom of God is here. He came, he brought the kingdom. He came to exchange our foolishness with his wisdom. He came to exchange our debt with life. He came to exchange our, our poverty with his riches. Hallelujah. And he says, you know, there remains a rest. Let's look at from where we read in 2 Peter uh, 1 5. Hallelujah. 2 Peter 1 5. It says, But 
but also for this for this very reason giving all diligence out to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge we are talking about diligence now for us to embrace for us to embrace this divine exchange the bible calls that we be diligent people we are diligent regarding the obedience of the, the, the word of the lord to us to us we are obedient regarding our working hard we, we you know we, we, we we're diligent regarding working hard we're diligent regarding safeguarding our hearts we are called to be diligent people he said be diligent be diligent but also for this reason giving all diligence and also you find that in 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 in, in the last verse in verse 10 of it says therefore brethren being more diligent being more diligent to make your elections sure making your election sure you have been called to a life of obedience a life of abundance but it is the responsibility of you and i to make sure that we really enter into that abundance and diligence is part is one of the, the factors given to us to be able to enter into god's abundance be diligent in the obedience to of, of word of god to you let's see what let, let's see what the Lord said regarding that. In Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 2. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 2. Thank you. Everybody read now. It says, The law we open up to you is good treasure, the heavens to give to you the rain to your land in a season, and be blessed with all the works of your hand, and you shall learn. This is the plan of God. But it takes, what it says, be obedient. Okay, verse 2 now says, now, everybody now read. Now it shall come to pass. I want the verse 2, thank you. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your God. God wants to bless you, but the blessing now, it will come as the reason of obedience. In all of the series, we've seen obedience coming through all the time. It's very fundamental. Obedience to God is fundamental to our winning. It's fundamental to our enjoying that divine life. Be diligent in obedience. Obedience commands God's blessing. Obedience commands God's blessing. And also we are to work hard. He said, go to the ants. Go to the ants. Many of us sleep. After you come back from where you go, you come and sleep. Do no other work. You know, we are to work hard. Work hard, but in his rest. We are to work, you know, we are to safeguard our hearts. Safeguard our hearts from, you know, he says, out of, you know, Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So you are to guard your heart regarding as the Lord is leading. And the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. There's a great man of God. He says, unless we diligently pursue righteousness and obedience, we will experience failure. But that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Life's ultimate goal is to be diligently loved, to diligently love the Lord, diligence to guard against falsehood evil thoughts and lustful desire our enemy satan is standing by by the to take advantage the devil will not take advantage of you and i in the name of jesus so we we are to follow christ in the name of jesus 
another thing is that we, we are to have faith in God. Second, second Peter verse 1 to 5, verse 1 5. It says, from that's the same place we have read. Yes, we are called to seek the Lord. We are called to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord wholeheartedly. Seek the Lord wholeheartedly. Let's look at First King chapter six, uh, uh, eight, verse sixty-one. We are called to follow the Lord wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. We are for us to enjoy this divine exchange and to embrace the richness of Christ, the unsearchable richness of Christ, the unfathomable richness of Christ, the the unlimitless richness of Christ. We are to follow the Lord wholeheartedly, not ha- not half-heartedly. We are to follow the Lord with our whole heart. And may the Lord bless us as we do in the name of Jesus. He said, follow the Lord. He said, let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord. Let your heart be loyal to the Lord, uh, our God, to walk in his structures. We have been called to walk in certain ways. We have been called to walk in truth. We have been called to walk in light. We have been called to walk in obedience. We have been called to walk in love. We have been called to walk in obedience. We have been called to walk in diligence. The Lord wants us to walk in certain way. The Christian pathway. He said, we follow the Lord wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. Because of I must go, I must go, I owe, I owe. There's a potential. The Lord says, you know what, there's a potential to this. This is not an insult to anyone, but this is the reality of life. The reality that most Christians face. When the Lord says, you know, you say you cannot serve God with mammon. There's a potential that mammon can pull your heart away from the Lord. He said you cannot serve the Lord with mammon. Is it that we are not to have money? No, no, no. We can, we'll have money. But it, it, there's, a, there, there's a plan. There's a way. There's another way that we come to uh, uh, get this money. He said, he said because there's a potential to be real. The power of what money can do is a potential to be able to, it has the potential to lure us away from the Lord. How can it feel so good but yet wrong? He said, you cannot serve God with mammon. So, we, you know, we, now we are called to serve the Lord with our whole heart. Seek for us the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's one of the most hated scriptures. But if we're going to do the Bible, this is it. There's no, 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 no new stories. If anybody's looking for anything new, there's, not, there's nothing new here. It's old stories and it's the old pathway. He said, take not the ancient path. This is the pathway. Remove not the ancient path. This is the pathway. Seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added to you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there's a parable in the Bible Jesus Christ says. Jesus Christ said in, in, in the parable of the, of, the, of, the, of the hidden treasure. He said a, 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 a person found a treasure hidden in the field, and he went on, we're talking about um, Matthew chapter 13, uh, Matthew 13, uh, 33 to, no, 44 to 46, uh, treasure in a hidden field, and he said, for the joy of, of it all, he went and bought the field, he went and bought the field, and, and for the joy of, of, that, of that treasure he found, he went and sold all and bought the and bought the field. Then also we have it in, in say, about the pair, the, 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 the pair of great price. He found also a pair, you know, he said he found it for the joy of it. He went and, and, and sold all he had to, possess, to purchase that, that pair. 
Then we have, you know, this is it. Apostle Paul says, all that I have gained is all lost. For because of what I have seen in Christ, I cast them all as dung for the knowledge of God. You know, for the knowledge of God. The Christian, our life should be that. All that we have, all our pursuit, all our achievement, PhD, PH, PH, whatever, anything, any achievement that anybody can ever have in life. He said we are to bring it, you know, in the knowledge of this Christ. We to cast it, no matter what anybody can, uh, you know, to the knowledge of Christ, it is, you know, we, we, we put it aside. So, you know, here we says, we've talked about faith, and now we're talking about, we'll talk about knowledge. Knowledge. The same place we read, Second Peter 1.5, talks about knowledge. Let's look at it again. Second Peter, uh, Second Peter 1 5. To know Christ is to have faith in Him, to know Him, to have Him, to, have, to be in relationship with Him, to love Him, and to, uh, 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 and to be loved by Him. Hallelujah. But there's something, there's something, there's a problem here. There's a problem with knowledge. For us to be able to embrace be people who actually optimize. The abundant life, the divine exchange that Christ has come to do for us, we need knowledge. We need knowledge. The Bible says, in Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people are perished for the lack of knowledge. Actually, for the, for, actually for the rejection of knowledge. For the rejection of knowledge. My people perish. Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge, and for because of the rejection of knowledge. How many of us are learning every day, in and out? We go from conference, from, uh, we go from this channel, from the big one to the small one, learning, hearing, big men talking, and small men talking, medium men talking, everybody talking. He said, but we, are, we keep learning, but not, not attaining to knowledge. For 2 Timothy 3, 7, he says, always learning and not attaining to knowledge. We are to increase in the knowledge of God for us to optimize the divine exchange. We are to increase in the knowledge of God so that we can optimize the divine exchange. He said, always learning, not attaining to knowledge. That is no good. Always learning, learning. Oh, this person said, that person said, but what does it show to, your, to one's life? God does not want that. We are to increase. He said, the knowledge of Christ being multiplied. It's supposed to be on layer, on layer, on layer. So that we can optimize the divine exchange. Prosper by divine exchange. By divine exchange, you look at, you, you, you evaluate your life and see where you are, you, are not, you are not meeting up. And you want the Lord now will bring you up to that level of his word to optimize the divine exchange in the name of Jesus. You and I will not reject knowledge in the name of Jesus. And also we find in a place of perseverance. Perseverance. In, in, in first, uh, Second Timothy, in Second Peter one six, it says, "You know, we are to persevere all, all of, all through that where we write today." First Peter two, for, uh, Second Peter one one to eleven, all of it. Look at that. It said to knowledge, seek. Verse six, it said to knowledge, self control, all of those virtues. And what makes us optimize? All makes us optimize. Please go home, read it again. This is what brings us to the place where we can fully optimize the divine exchange. 
It talks about knowledge, talk about self-control, talk about uh, godliness. We've heard about this in, in this house. And may we, may we be blessed in the name of Jesus. Regarding perseverance again, talking about, you know, abiding. Jesus Christ says in John 15, verse 4, he says, Abide in me, I am in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, rather can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in them bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. You, without me, you can do nothing. Why do you run up and down chasing after bread? Chasing after money? Uh, chasing. It says, without me, you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatsoever you desire. And it shall be done for you. This is a blank check that God has given, given to us as Christians. In the abundance, in, in the realm of abundance. May we experience that in the name of Jesus. So, so godliness, everything. Because of time today, we don't have time. During the week, whilst we do the weekly, uh, no, please read it up. The godliness, godliness, a godly man, especially who reads the word, who prays the word, who has faith in God. You know, who prays? We must pray. We must pray. You, to be godly, you must be a person of prayer. You must be a person who loves the word, who reads the word. You must be a person who, who believes God is. Everyone that comes before God must know that he is God. Hallelujah. So this is all that. In all that we have read today. But, you know, the main point today, like Paul says, all that I achieved, all that I have, I counted dung, all dunged up, rubbish for the knowledge of Christ, so that we we'll enjoy the inexhaustible, inexhaustible riches of Christ in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and I today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So we've got a lot today. The Lord bless you even as you, as, as you go. Please read it up and see. Read it up and see. This is why Christ has come so that you don't go rushing about. There remains a rest for the people of God. And because of that, he said, them that enter into that rest cease from their own work. God wants you to be optimized in his work for him. So that you don't be, oh, look at them. And they say they are Christian. There's a the kind of richness that what God wants for you. And may you and I come to that level in Jesus' mighty name. Put your hands together for the Lord.